I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet. And um, welcome back, everybody, from the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so I want to know what's shaken turkey bacon. What's shaken is Christmas. Hi, Thanksgiving. Never heard of it. Uh, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. Uh, yeah. So Thanksgiving was great. Our friend Allison came to visit us from um, Cape Town. I'd mentioned in the last show that she was up. Um, and so she got to experience a real Thanksgiving. She's had Yay. two previously, but I've decided those were fake. Um, yes. And so, yeah, it was a nice day. Um, what's not to love about Thanksgiving? And then um, I received special permission because Allison was in town to put up the Christmas tree Yay. early. And I know Yay. you have been denied this great privilege and pleasure until, until December 1st. Right. I love how you're like, until December 1st. <laughs> <laughs> My tree is, is scheduled to arrive on December 1st, and we're going to throw everything on it as soon as it gets here. As soon as it gets there. Um, so uh, I dragged Allison around while I did the like shopping for the perfect tree. We got a Aww. real tree this year because I threw away Aww. the artificial one because it was looking real raggedy. Um, uh-huh. She helped me decorate it. James Aww. had nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> Doesn't No. It, for him, this is like... I don't even know what it's like. It's like the opposite of joy. Um, and I don't know what that feels like when it's around Christmas time. I don't Christmas know either. Time. Christmas is the best. It's just joy. So um, so that was cool. And then I did it because I bought James a, um, a photo. I had this uh, photograph that he loves blown up real big. Mm-hmm. It's seven feet by five. It That's was huge. supposed to be five by three. But somebody didn't move the decimal when he converted <laughs> from metric to imperial. And so, yeah, I've got this great big giant fucking picture now. And it's it's fine. I like it. It looks good. It's nice. But, man, it's big. Um, and so I gave it to him way before Christmas because there was no way to hide it from him. And also the other thing is that Allison is one of his favorite people in the world. She doesn't listen to the show, so I'm not saying this for, for her, right? Um, uh-huh. And also, she owes me money. So yeah. <laughs> no, she, I'm totally kidding about the money. I stole it from her. Um, she uh, she's an important person in his in his heart, right? And uh, they've been in contact for like over many many years, uh, but not a, once a year, maybe, right? Yeah. So um, so I really wanted, but she, but she's a special person to him. And so I was uh, very excited for her to be here. So that way, when he gets the picture, she's a part of that memory. And then when he tells people about like, oh, I got the photo, he can always remember that I made Allison carry a seven-foot photo into the house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll say like, that's what's shaking bacon. If, If it's not Christmas, I can't be bothered with it right now. And it's I hear you. November 26th world, so it's not even 
time yet. It's not yet. really that close to Christmas. No. I, I did hear, um, while I was going to jury duty, um, I, I'm taking Lyft to jury, or Uber or whatever, to jury duty every day because parking is a nightmare. Um, and uh, I heard the radio station in town playing Christmas music, and it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet. And they were playing all Christmas music, like all Christmas music all the time. It was, it was nuts. And so it's a public I, station, like yeah, yeah. It's like K O I T or something. So uh, I think it was stop. K-O-I-T. Their their call letters are K O A T. K O I T. Oh, I was like coat. <laughs> That's coit. Coit's That's maybe coit. arguably coit worse. worse. Yeah, <laughs> coat. We cover you. <laughs> we cover the Bay Area. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I was surprised that that was going on so early in the year. Um, and even even I think it's a little early to start celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving. But I think once Thanksgiving Tis. is over, it should be it should it's be fair uh, game. Fair game. But what else are you going to do? What what else are you going to do? Especially when you don't have a job, <laughs> other than decorate the house. And but I did sneak out some uh, throws and some pillows and things okay. like that. So cool. so, <laughs> so we're covered. Like we're covered. Um, yeah, and that's all that's going on with me. Just the jury duty, which I'm still I'm not on the jury yet officially, but they're still questioning people, so I still have to sit there and listen to all the questions. And, and they're going to pick um, you. It's going to happen. I know, I know, I know. It's just as well. I mean, I do have to serve on a jury at some point. You know, it's it's my civic duty, so I might as well do it while I'm not working. Haven't you done it already, though? I did it once, but That's I think you have to do it done. more than once. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I did it I'll once. I'll be really mad if I'm I have out. to do it again next year. Well, I, yeah, no, I got, really I mean. Really mad. Uh, James got called for jury duty. I've avoided it. Somehow they're not calling me, but they probably also have like, we are in Texas. So they've got commie, pinko, lefty on my profile. And so they know yeah. like, he's just going to set the criminals free. Don't. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could tell you about this case. It's so interesting. <laughs> and they're, but they're not, the point I was going to make is they're not like, they don't care if you're, I mean, not, not because you're in San Francisco, but they don't care if you're a commie pink or whatever that people have come out and said, I really object to, you know, this, this particular fact of the case is really disturbing to me. And the judge is just like, well, can if I, if I instructed you to, um, to be, unbiased could you be unbiased and they're all like i guess so so it's like the people aren't getting away with no anything. your honor <laughs> i i wish i could tell you that yeah. yes yeah however i am an honest person so i have to let you know that <laughs> jesus christ compels my heart to send this man straight to hell yeah uh, you're i out. mean totally somebody could say that and and the rest of us would be like all right um but uh yeah but the judge is not having any of it mm. so they're smart. So, they they see it coming a mile away. I know. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe this week I'll I'll find out if I'm actually going to be on the jury. They'll they'll question everybody and settle down with the twenty people that they want or the twelve plus two alternates or however they're going to do it this time. Um, I don't know. So is it always twelve people plus two alternates or do they have different numbers of alternates for different trials? It that and it depends on the trial, right? So, oh. like, a really great, big, huge, giant thing that they know is going to be forever. Um, yeah. There are going to be a couple of extra alternates. Um, oh. Typically, well, it's 12 plus 2. We're supposed to be done two. by December 20th, so it's not going to be a big deal. But, I mean, it's not going to be... They don't expect there to be any publicity around it, which, after hearing the facts of the case, I'm like, how could there not be any publicity around this? But um, but I'm not allowed to talk about it or think about it or make any decisions Does it involve or uh, murder? I can't tell you anything about it. Does it, it. involve drugs? 
Ooh, it's was it a sexy nurse who killed an old man and said, <laughs> like, they were having a secret lesbian affair with his wife, and they, that's it. Yeah. Hurrah. Um, I know. So hmm. anyway, if I do get put on this jury, it'll at least be interesting. But uh, I, I prefer not to because I prefer to look for work uh, during my, my day hours and not have to come back home and start looking for work. And the things this, this company, this um, coaching company is having me do to look for work is insane. Like I'm supposed to reach out to all of my LinkedIn contacts and be like, yeah. hey, I'm looking for work. Uh, do you know of anything? And I'm supposed to be going around making new contacts and, and yeah. making friends here and there and all this bullshit. There's no way I'm going to do any of that. There's looking no way. Looking for work becomes the job. Yeah, exactly. And, They're like, you should spend 30 hours a week on this. <laughs> 30 hours a week. And man. Yeah. Man, ah. Now, I work mean, comes looking for me. Exactly. That's how this works. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That's how it's always worked in the past. I don't know why things are so weird now when I'm looking for work. Uh, um, I got nothing. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, that's my life. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm I had a good Thanksgiving. Everything was cool. I'm glad that I have enough money to make it through the next few months without working. So, cause it looks like it's going to be longer than just a couple weeks without a job. So, uh, so I, I, things are well, okay. Well, you never know, but I mean, this is the season where they're not hiring. This is the season that January, people are. Hopefully things will pick up. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. So or either that or I'm going to go back to Sweden or something. So Heather and I want to go to Copenhagen next. So maybe in January we'll go to Copenhagen, depending on our schedules and what's going on. But uh, it'll be nice and cold in January. It so will. We'll see. <laughs> and it'll be so just I, like Stockholm and the other place. You, Norway? Norway. Oslo. Yeah. I like I liked both of those places very much. So I think I like Copenhagen as well. You'll like Copenhagen. So anyway, let's the talk about uh, the story um, this week. So Sure. Um, we have a story about this dude whose name is Matt Reif, and he was born in 1995. Can you believe that a baby is able to get up to all this kind of crap? I was surprised that he was 28 years old. Um, I did watch the Netflix special because I was like, all right, let's watch it. Oh, um, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you <laughs> don't need to. my mind to watch it. <laughs> I did. I've I got like, lots of notes uh, for okay. him. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it it was uh, it wasn't good. And so we'll carry on before I like okay. start saying like, oh, on, on TikTok, and he does he this. Blah, blah, blah. Let's yeah. let people know who he is, who if they Gen Z will know who he is. Um, anybody that watches TikTok will know who he is. But who is he? What's up? He is an American comedian and paranormal investigator. Shut up. I did not know that second part. Are you lying to me? <laughs> no, I'm not lying to you. He was on, I'm kind of exaggerating, but he was on a show about paranormal investigating where he was a paranormal investigator. So I had to cool. put that in there. <laughs> so he um, became famous, not for his paranormal investigating, but for his crowd work initially. And, uh, because of that, he built up a fan base of about 18 million people. Um, and that was, uh, Part, partly credit to his self-produced TV specials and his TikTok videos. Um, I think largely TikTok videos um, build up his initial fan base. And he's on a world tour now, which is called Problematic. That's Problematic for Mad Rife. Um, and his tour is sold out through October 2024. Um, the name of his tour, Problematic, pretty much tells you how he's going about trying to build an audience. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, even back in 2015, when he was on an episode of a game show I've never heard of, of course, called Wild and Out with Zendaya. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? I think it's Zendaya. I have no earthly idea. I think it's Zendaya. Cool. Um, I should have looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Zendaya. Uh, sorry, people, we're ignorant, we're old. Um, anyway, even on even back in 2015 when he was on the show with Zendaya, he showed poor taste and insensitivity. So on the show, the contestants were broken up into two teams, and one person from each team had to hold water in their mouths while members of the other team tried to make them laugh. And one of his jokes to make Zendaya laugh was, Look, you're mixed. I want to be black. Let's make a lifestyle movie. She kind of smiled, but she didn't laugh. Um, and then he took her by the chin, saying, spit that water out so I can get your number, please. And her teammates jumped up and told Matt not to touch her. And he goes, I didn't touch her. And she sort of shakes her finger in his face. Um, but he's uh, not very smart, I'll say. Yeah, I'm, that's kind of... You don't grab people. Lots of, lots of thoughts. Um, but he's essentially right now uh, a f- kind of a frat bro with a heart. Sorta, really? uh, well, in the special, um, I've watched a lot of his videos on TikTok, and oh, really? he feels very empathetic. He uh, does. Yes, I didn't watch any of them. That's interesting. Ah. So yeah, he um, he appeals. So he said that he wanted his new special, which is called Natural Selection, and which was released on the fifteenth of November, to appeal to both men and women, since the social media videos had been popular with a largely female audience. Yes. So he doesn't like that because god forbid the lesser sex should be um, interested in your work so i don't know that this is his issue but this Mm -hmm. is what i believe his issue is i had listened to an interview with him on a show that's called canceled by some youtuber girl who's very pretty and very blonde and it's her show um and this is unfair and i'm i know when you talk and you make mistakes i have a microphone in front of me. I say stupid stuff all the time, right? <laughs> um, he's on this show. He's talking with this uh, blonde woman who I don't know, but apparently she was very famous on YouTube and made a mistake and sort of got canceled. And mm. so her whole shtick in her podcast is talking about cancel culture. And uh, he was a guest on the show and he was talking about how he, um, you know, doesn't believe in cancel culture and doesn't buy into cancel culture. Um, and he was talking about his um, glow up. I love that term, yeah. glow up, right? <laughs> and apparently he's very attractive now, but apparently he did not start off life that way. And it didn't happen right. until he was like in his 20s, 20s. Uh, yeah. where he still is. Yeah. So uh, so kind of not ugly guy. I didn't look at photos of him. Um, but from what I understand, not that attractive but became attractive. So, so the attractiveness is new to him. Um, and he said in the interview that um, his show, he has a lot of female fans and uh, he, I'll say, says that he is pro-woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get a vibe from him in the interview or in his TikTok videos that he is anti-woman or misogynistic. I, I have the opposite feeling about him, right? Which oh, I think is why he has such a large female fan base. Uh-huh. But he's trying to grow a show, and in comedy, you got to get the guys. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the conventional belief. And I'll say, having watched his Netflix special, um, in my 
academic opinion mm-hmm. where he's gone wrong is he skewed too hard to the guys. It yeah. was not a, it was not an enjoyable show. I think, um, I can never say her first name. Elysia. Listener. She does elder millennial. Uh, that's a stand-up show. I'm going to now just Google her. She does a great job. Eliza. Thank you. Yes, Eliza um, Schlesinger. Yeah, okay. Yes, she does a great job in the in talking about the battle of the sexes and talking about gender and things like that. I don't know the guys can necessarily do that. The girls always ended up being the butt of, uh, of Matt Reif's jokes. And I don't think that was where his head is really at. But I think it's where he thinks the audience is. Where the mainstream right, audience right. is. Well, he did say, so I, I don't know. I didn't see any of his TikTok videos, so I probably shouldn't even speculate. But he did say um, one of the biggest misconceptions of things I get ridiculed online for is people are like, oh, he only has a female fan base. In the beginning, yes, because I did blow up on TikTok, which is very female dominant. So I get that perspective. But when you come to the shows, I mean, it's 50-50. It's couples coming out. It's groups of dudes who are coming. And that's one thing I wanted to tackle in this special was showing people that, like, despite what you think about me online, I don't pander my career to women. And I'm like, what? why would it be so bad if he did? I mean, maybe, maybe because, like you said, you need both genders to be successful. Um, I don't know. Uh, he said, also, I would argue this special is way more for guys. I wanted to make this special for everybody. I pride myself on making my comedy for everybody. It's not for a specific demographic. I think if people would just give it the chance without going into it and being like, oh, only girls like him, or people only like his face. <laughs> if you give it an opportunity, I think you'd like it. So, okay, so maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he's trying to appeal to everyone. Um, well, women are every part of everyone, right? He's women trying are part to part of everyone. It's hard to believe America, but it is true. <laughs> I mean, I know. Um, it just uh, for for me, the special is not my kind of humor. Um, right. But I do say all kinds of humor. It's a big world. Yep. Everybody. Everybody's got a thing. Um, so cool. I, I don't fault him for that. Um, and we're sort of now stumbling up to what his apology was. So we'll take it from well, there. First, though, let's talk about um, the problem with his special. So the big issue with um, what happened in his special was that he made a domestic violence joke. So he tells a story about being in a, quote, ratchet Baltimore restaurant with a friend and noticed that the female server had a black eye. And they wonder why the restaurant wouldn't have the server work in the back so the customers wouldn't see her black eye. And he jokes, yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye. Which I'm going to say is a joke, right? And so uh, I get that. And in the special, he says, like, I'm just checking you guys out. I'm testing the waters, right? Definitely to see if you're in. fun or not, he said. Right. To yeah. see how far I can go. Right. Um, and yes, right. Um, and that that joke, I will say, is not really indicative of all the humor in the show. But um, but there were parts of the show where the humor skewed that way. And yeah, for me, it's just not. I get it. It is kind of funny as a joke, right? It's the, and what's humorous about it is the shock value, like. 
Oh my God, that's there's awful. There's a shock value to yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, um, and, as, but you kind of, don't you kind of have to build up a relationship with your audience before you start making jokes like that so they know where you're coming from? Don't you have to like... And see, that's... I, so what do you? I know about Matt Reif, right? I, uh-huh. I don't know very much. I, but in, on the TikTok... On the TikTok? On the TikTok. How fucking million years old am I? <laughs> what I was going to say was on the TikTok videos... But I swallowed and it came out on the TikTok. So world, I know it's not the TikTok, although it would be cute because it'd be TTT and then, but whatever. So on TikTok, he is in small comedy clubs and he's on a stage and he's like at the Laugh Factory or the comedy store and he's in a room and those hold, you know, 50 people, mm-hmm. maybe 75 Um and those are more intimate spaces, and the audience does know him, right? Right, because they've uh, seen his TikToks. And yeah, exactly, yeah, and, that, and that's, why, that's they're why they're there. Right, right, and that's and so that's the problem. He's released these TikToks uh, videos where mm-hmm. he is doing crowd work, which mm-hmm. in comedy is what we call talking to people in the audience, <laughs> and um, and he's really funny. He's great. I love his crowd work. He's so good. And he can do the thing that is hard to do, right? He can talk to people of different races Mm -hmm. and make racial comments that are funny and somehow inclusive. Like he's in on it. He knows it's inappropriate to say this thing and he's letting you know that he's, but he's also going to say it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. He gets a pass and he's not getting a a pass because he's cute. He's getting a uh-huh. pass because you can tell he doesn't really, he's saying it because that's the shocking thing to say, not because right. that's what in his head or heart, right? Okay. Um, if anything, the opposite. So therefore he's allowed to say it. Um, if, if you will, that's kind of the logic that's set up. It's not my, my opinion. Um, Isn't that the easy way out though, to base your humor on, on things like that, things that are just shocking or things that are just. It's incredibly easy. Yeah, totally. I, Okay. I've built no career off of it. Um, <laughs> but so he does, and, and he does, so he's, so he's sent these videos out to the world, right? Where he's doing the crowd mm-hmm. work. And now he has audiences that show up and that's what they think the show is. They think he's just going to talk to everybody in the audience, but he's actually got a routine. He's got a show. He's got a script. He's got stories he's going to tell, Right. He's not there for the audience to shout out at him and be like, oh, say something funny about me. And so that's what's happening. And he's he's finding that to be annoying. I um, see. What I think has happened is he has a relationship with a particular audience. Mm-hmm. His Netflix special was geared towards that audience. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is a member of that audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's, I think, the the issue yeah it's that this was really his big introduction to the world slash mainstream um and there's more people than just uh his fans on tiktok so so you're saying that the the i understand that and and correct me if i'm wrong but i understand that in the show he has dick jokes and jokes about fat people and gay people and the mentally ill and then he's got jokes about airline travel and he uses a black scent so all of that you're saying is he was he was um expecting people to be familiar with him and yep. understand where he was coming from. And that's not quite where it landed. That's not quite where it landed. And so I will also say that uh, the jokes about the people 
who um, who, who are special needs, right? Uh-huh. Um, were were surprising to me, not something I actually expected to hear from him, mm-hmm. right? Um, I expected his humor to be a little more on the self-deprecating scale as opposed to the offensive scale. And so right. uh, were they jokes at the expense of special needs people? No, they were not. However, were they jokes that were set up to make people think about their discomfort around people with special needs and then laugh at that discomfort. Kind of, yes, that was the intention, mm-hmm. but it wasn't played well, right? So you had a line in there um, about like uh, uh, older women giving birth and mm-hmm. how your odds of having a child who's first in the lunchroom are dramatically increased, right? <laughs> and that line of first in the lunchroom gets to... Um, I don't know that they still do this, but certainly when I went to school, children with special needs were separated from the mainstream population right. or, or general population. And so they would go to lunch first. Mm-hmm. And so that that was the joke, right? Without saying right. Down syndrome or naming a specific, right? It was just that your child will be first in the lunchroom. Um, right. And, you know, funny. Okay, fine. Right. I, I could easily argue why that's funny. Um, mm-hmm. Did I turn the TV set off? No, because we have a show and I wanted to know, like, all right, what what's up? <laughs> um, but would I have uh, on my own without this show? Yeah. Yeah. If I want to watch a cute guy, there's plenty of cute guys out there. Yeah. If I want to watch a cute a squirrel, there's plenty of squirrels out there. I don't have to watch the squirrel that's saying stupid stuff. And so, yeah. Um, will the show hurt his career? No. Um, will it help his career? If you want to play, it if might. you want to play the MAGA crowds, this is the oh, way yeah, to go. Exactly. Keep keep going, right? It, um, exactly. And and that's what it is. It, in my opinion, he is feeling a little too much like the icon of ladyhood, and so he wants to let the college frat guys know. Yeah. I, I like fucking you. too. Yeah. yeah really. So just before all of this happened, um, he, in an interview with Variety, said that he doesn't really adhere to this whole sensitivity sensitivity in the comedy world that you can't say anything anymore. And uh, He said that was bullshit. You can say whatever you want. Now you have to prepare for repercussions, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to how do you sleep at night. So yeah. kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other there. Um, I'm not sure where he's coming from. Um, I'm sure he's so young, though. Um, so I give him a little bit of uh, I give him a little bit of leeway for that. But he's still a, a young dude. Dangerous um, the period. other thing he said that I thought was funny yeah. was that stand-up isn't about being funny. So, so I just thought it was an interesting um, side note. Um, so uh, since he got, were you going to say something? Oh no, I'd like to know more about that. Stand up isn't about being funny. I mean, on many it was levels, just kind that's of a side comment. He said, true. "I mean, stand up is only about being funny." Um, may- maybe what he means is stand up isn't only about being funny, right? It's also about um, being vulnerable. Uh, it's about being defensive. It's a. It's about. 
I, I mean, I don't know because it's it's an interesting comment. It's an interesting yeah. comment. Yeah. So so maybe he's an interesting guy. I don't know. Um, but in response to negative feedback about his his domestic violence joke on his special and some of the other things he said, he yeah. posted on Instagram. So we're getting into the apology now. If you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. Um, and he wrote that alongside a link that said tap to solve the issue. And when you clicked on the link, it goes to a website that offers safety helmets for people with disabilities. Now, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. I think it was a poor choice. Um, there were other ways to deal with this. Uh, yeah. There were other websites that... Okay, so what do I like about this? I like that he doubled down and he didn't apologize because in comedy, don't apologize. That's a mistake that Kathy Griffin made with the whole Trump head thing. She yeah. did a tearful apology and... I get it. It was overwhelming. It was Trump. It was all the things, right? I understand why she did it as a human being. However, um, not the thing to have done. I think Joan Rivers would have slapped that camera out of her hand and just said, <laughs> write yeah, it right. out. Yep. You, yep. you said it. You did it. Funny. You let it go. Let him let, enjoy the press. Right. Right. So he's gotten a lot of press. I mean, he's appearing on our show. He never would have otherwise. <laughs> That's right. Jesus. He's really famous if he's on our show. God. I mean, so <laughs> so from a PR move, like if you want to get to the college bros, which is kind of where he's headed, um, yeah. then yep, absolutely the thing to have done. Um, there are more thoughtful that probably equally as funny other places you could have sent them. Dial a prayer. I don't know. Right. Um, right. But right. so, something that wasn't about special needs. Something that didn't make needs. fun of other people. Yeah, it to a sex website, something right? Something that didn't kick down, or what's the word? Punch um, down, yes. Punch down. So he's totally punching down you. here. And his comedy seems to be punching down a lot. So I think he should start punching up. Uh, thank you. Yes, I think that's the mistake that's being made, that I never would have articulated quite so well. Right? Thank you. And what's surprising is that I'm a man. That's right. Fine. You're supposed to be the better You're one. Really flipping the tables here, lady. <laughs> so let's talk about the. Um, so we we did talk a little bit about the apology, which was sort of not an apology. So let's rate the apology, and um, this is going to be easy because there really wasn't one. It was a fake apology, and he mocked the idea that there even should be a real apology. So I'm going to rate this quote apology a minus fifteen. Wow. Okay. So that is legitimately the old, the oldest. Sure. No, the <laughs> lowest high. The letters is, is kind of the same. The, well, you did a negative 7,000 for somebody that I don't remember. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this I could tell is actually how you really feel about it. Um, <laughs> and, and fair enough. And so I'm divided, right? Oh, so okay. as an apology, it is a zero for sure. Would mm -hmm. I go into negative with it? I mean, I could. Yeah, why not? I could do anything I want. I could do negative 7,000 for me. No, sure. but but a zero, right? However, um, for a comedian, I have to say, if this, if this is the character that you're building for yourself, Matt, mm -hmm. and this is the image you want to project, and these are the people that you want to appear at your shows... Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe this is America. I don't know. Maybe he'll be more popular for this. Right. It is an eight um, because he didn't apologize. And again, I feel that's the mistake that Kathy Griffin made 
Um, she gave her naysayers too much power when she said, you were right and I'm sorry, right? Huh. And her apology is is saying, you're right, right? Um, so here, um, so as I mentioned, I was listening to the show called Cancelled. Um, I had a rude thing to say about somebody making up words when they're talking. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what I'm talking about when I'm talking, so mm-hmm. shame on me. Um, but so he says on the show, uh, and I'll just read the whole thing. Uh, it's It's not long. So Matt says, it's like the Me Too movements and all of that. Like as a society, we're saying, okay, these things are not going to be acceptable anymore. This is like a new set of societal rules. And we know not to do that now. Like the rest of the world was like, cool. Now we know that we can move the fuck on. But people keep trying to cancel people every single day. And um, sorry, he's talking. And so it's kind of hard to to read this because grammatically things just, it's a casual conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that piece and then he said, oh, okay, great. And then he says in regards to all the uh, cancellation of people getting offended over every little thing, um, they're, um, they're just like all over it, whatever the issue is that they're angry about. And it waters it down. And when he says it, what he's meaning is it waters down the reality of people who are actually... Uh, victims of sexual harassment. Hmm. Um, okay, let's see. So, uh, so the overreaction basically waters down the reality of that people face in regards to whatever the issue is, right? Um, and he says it's so unfortunate. People do deserve to face consequences for a lot of the really fucked up actions, but that all gets completely pushed to the wayside because somebody gets offended over a joke. And it's like you're giving the exact same punishment to somebody who was physically abusive as you are to somebody who's just telling a joke. It's the same consequences. How is that fair? Question mark. Right. Um, Then he says, so long as you never apologize, you'll never have to feel um, like, oh, I would never apologize. (laughs) And um, and you get to say whatever you want. Um, but no, absolutely no, you can't. All right, so none of that <laughs> bit of word salad is making any sense. Um, but then this was the piece that I thought was very uh, indicative and and intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. If you give them a little wiggle room, they'll expect you to apologize for everything. I'm like, and how privileged are you that you think you never have to hear anything that you don't like in your entire life? That's fucking insane when someone's intention is just to make you go ha ha ha, like the most pure, joyful feeling you can have, and you don't like it. We'll move on. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll say like there, there is some thought going into what he is doing. He realizes not everyone is going to like his humor. Right. And if he was if he was super lefty, inclusive, right, doing all the things that I might find funny, there were people out there who wouldn't like it and he wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. So in that same way that I would have given Kathy Griffin an eight, if instead of apologizing, she had held up, you know, two Donald Trump heads, right? I have to give Matt that same uh leeway and say when one of my comedy heroes is the thing that I say, eh, but you do the thing that I would have said she should have done. 
<laughs> okay, um, it, it's an eight. So on my world now, he's averaging out to a four. So not an apology. It's a total zero. <laughs> PR move. It's a good solid eight, right? However, Matt, honey, sweetie, baby, darling, you got to think about your career. You got to think about the long term of it, right? And maybe if you're starting off with the college frat bros, you're going to evolve and grow. Um, but, you know. He's going to get a reputation. Yeah, it's going to follow you. It, so th- think a little more about who you want to be, right? Who yes. you want at your shows, right? And I get that you don't want a lot of women there waiting to be roasted and flirt with you. Uh, but at the same time, money's money. They got the same money as anybody else. So. I mean, the whole idea that women are less desirable as as audience members just rubs me the wrong way uh, for obvious reasons. Same. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't like him, and I I also take offense at the idea that an apology that isn't an apology could ever be rated an eight. But I understand what you're getting at, so I'll let you have this one. Okay, um, thank you. Because <laughs> he is also getting a zero for like the apology, but just for the right. PR move, right? And okay. it would be like if a, I don't know, I want to take it that far and say like a Nazi, but I will, right? So like right. if a Nazi did a thing, I might be like, okay, that's terrible. But in Nazi world, sure, you you hit it out of the park, right? Um, too extreme an example, not useful, should not have a microphone <laughs> in front of me right now, should not be thinking out loud, all those things. Um, so, hey, look over there. Wow, it's so shiny. <laughs> Speaking of looking over there, who's sorry now? I'm going to tell you sorry now because speaking of podcasts and talking. Um, so my husband, James, is sorry now. And here's oh, no. why. Yes. Okay. We went to um, a small party on Friday night. We mm-hmm. dragged Allison. We're like, oh, our friends are having a small party. Come. It was very fun. It was very sweet. It was very nice. And um, while we were there, one of the people, and I'll keep this vague, right? Mm-hmm. Um has a TikTok account that uh, she does for her dog. So her dog is, has a TikTok account Aww. and is a TikTok star. Uh-huh. Um, so she was telling the story about how shocked they were that Snoop Dogg followed them. Aww. right? Because their last video got 36 million views. Wow. Now, the whole reason the lady was talking about TikTok was not because, oh, wow, I'm so I famous. I have 36 million views. Yeah. yeah. It's because James said, Theo has a podcast. Um, and so, so funny. She was talking like, oh, wow, that's great. I have a, uh, this uh, TikTok account I do for my dog, and this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. And gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. We had 36 million views on our last video, and Snoop Dogg followed us, and Like, what do you do with that? And I said, I don't know. We have 54 followers. (laughs) Like, we should not, I should not even be talking to you. We are not in the same universe. What we do is not a show. It is. Really, we just found these microphones laying in the street and we're like, what are you doing? Nothing. So, totally. Um, it's just our way to keep up with each other. Yeah. So, so it's not really, yeah, we don't, certainly don't have 56 million views. That's amazing. I have to, I think I might have seen something about a woman who was followed by Snoop Dogg and now has a ton of views. So, uh, so I have to well, go back and look at I see will if I tell you she that she was very gracious and she just oh. smiled at me and that she turned away. No, she did not. <laughs> 
she kept talking. There were only four people at the party. No. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that is who is sorry now. Uh, somebody needs to quit publicly announcing that my only reason to exist is that I have a podcast. It's it's my only reason to exist for real because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a job. <laughs> Uh, so, and, all right. All right. So, so what about you? Apology expected. I have a, I'm sorry now. Apology expected. And it's Craig Elliott of Orange County, California. And this is not funny. So it seems kind of weird coming off of a, a, a funny story. But um, he actually, so he was out jogging with his two dogs. He's 68 years old. And he came across this guy sleeping on the sidewalk. Um, he tried to wake him up by, he like had a cart and he, the, the guy running had a cart for some reason, like some sort of push cart. He tried to wake up the guy by shoving his push cart into him, and the guy yelled at him and was like, leave me alone, I'm you know sleeping here. Um, and then the jogger pulled out a gun and shot the homeless man three times. Oh, my. And he filmed the whole thing. So um, the, the homeless man died, unfortunately, um, and... I, I'm just like flabbergasted by the whole thing. Uh, I do expect an apology when the guy goes to court. I'm sure he'll apologize to the family and everyone else. But um, uh, this this whole thing with guns is just getting out of hand. Uh, it's already been out of hand for some time. But I think we need to do something about it, Theo. What can our podcast do about the gun problem? <laughs> well, somebody's going to need to apologize for it, which is That's not right. going to happen. Um, yeah. The whole yeah. right wing is going to need to apologize. So, and where so, did yeah. this happen? I'm sorry again, but Orange County. It happened near um, Anaheim, in Anaheim, like a mile from Ugh. the Disney. It's the filming of it that you know. It, clearly, the person with right? the gun has some form of mental illness. Um, right. Something. I mean, he thought up that he there. was in the right that it was okay to be just pulling out a gun and shooting people for no reason. Crazy. Oh, God. And you're totally right. He will be the first person. He'll be crying in court. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't know. La, la, la. Um, just awful. Just awful. Uh, uh, which reminds me, I was going to say, um, and the good, he gets what he deserves. He should go to j- Of course he should go to jail for that, right? Of course he will go to jail. Uh, Derek he Chauvin, the officer who uh, murdered oh, yeah. George Floyd, was stabbed uh, in prison. And apparently... Um, it, it happened over the course of eight minutes and mm. everybody just stood around and watched. Um, wow. And I divided on that, right? Because right. on one hand, shouldn't be sad. Hey, am I sad for you? No. Right. Should it have happened to you? Equally right. no. Right. So I'm not glad that it happened. Yeah. But also, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So, and that doesn't make me feel good or proud of myself at all. Um, and so, likewise, for the guy that shot the homeless guy, it's kind of like, all right, um, you deserve to go to jail and fuck you. But also. Yep. <sighs> so, I'll be also looking out for the story. And when he apologizes, I'll let everyone know. So, in, in six years, when it comes to trial, finally. Oh, uh, and we'll be able to cure the issues around homelessness in our society and guns in one yes, podcast. Before then. Because whenever we cover it, it, like Matt Reif is now going to be so lefty, all-inclusive, progressive. And maybe he will. Maybe maybe this backlash, air quotes around backlash. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to drive him further into the arms of MAGA, but we could hope. Probably. Um, yeah. Probably. Um, well, when he grows up, maybe he'll uh, have more sense. Exactly. 
We'll see. Or when it I glows mean, down. Can you glow <laughs> down? Can you just get uglier? You can dim down, maybe. Well, I mean, yes, you do. Hi, Theo. It's called age. Yeah, society <laughs> will tell you that you're completely done when that, That's true. When that uh, hits you. On yeah. that happy note. Um, nothing but Christmas. No, nothing but Christmas. <laughs> I'm so excited about Christmas. <laughs> I'm going, we'll probably bring this up again on the podcast later, but um, Brent and I, our, our, our 20th wedding anniversary is on the 20, 20th, actually, of December. And we're going, I think I may have mentioned it last week, actually, we're going to um, stay in the Fairmont overnight for a couple nights um, around the anniversary and go out to dinner. The, oh, the Fairmont in San Francisco. Yeah, there's in San more Francisco. than one. Yeah, in San Francisco. You're so, so biased. It's <laughs> only San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So I'm totally looking forward to that because they have a big um, gingerbread house, which is like two stories tall and a big Christmas tree. And it's just going to be Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Is that the place that has the Tiki Lounge in the basement? Yeah. You were there once. I, I yeah. visited you once when you were there for work. Yeah. That was fucking insane. <laughs> With the rain and everything. Yeah. And the boat in the basement, the like on a lake. <laughs> Uh, I know. How? It used to be the pool for the hotel. Oh, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should go there if they come to San Francisco. Everyone should go to the Tiki. I think it's the Tiki Lounge. Um, for, oh, you have to see uh, that show. It is fucking for food insane. And a little show and some drinks, and then go somewhere else. So yeah. Oh, that sounds All excellent. Right. Thanks, everybody. Um, we'll be back. Will we be back next week? I think we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. We may be back the week after that. Story, and maybe back the week after that. And until then, stay cool, cucumbers, and don't trip potato chips. The show is made possible by listeners like you. Shame <laughs> on you, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.